0: Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre Gaslight era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story driven and rules light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Hey everybody, before we get into the final episode of Otherworld London for this season, I'd like to talk about our Patreon page very quickly. With your support, we can get to a point where we're putting out a show every week instead of every two weeks. It takes a long time to do all the sound effects, music, and editing that goes into each show. So if you like what you hear, you enjoy our show, and you can be a backer or supporter, head on over to Patreon, look up 12-sided stories, it's just all written out, and allow us to continue to make great content for you on a more frequent basis. Uh, So thanks a lot. This is a special episode because it's a one-on-one episode with uh, Mac. We are going to be playing just a focused game on Ethel. Just remember, as you're listening to this, all of the stuff that is happening is happening at the exact same time as the other three one-on-one games. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> I think you already did.
0: I think I kind of did. Yeah, I
1: think I think you stole my thunder. What more can I say? <laughs> they know who I am by now.
0: Yes, I hope so. <laughs> We're picking up the the last game that Ethel was in. You had a psychotic break. Yeah. And you beat your maid Agatha to death.
1: That was that was a good time. Yeah.
0: And then After you beat her to death, Eugenia came by, Mm -hmm. and you kind of got her to go away. Yeah. It was
1: not a good time.
0: Yeah, it was not a good time. And when you turn around, you saw the four ghosts, Rose, Agatha, your mother, and your husband. They were a few feet away from you, and that's where we ended the last episode. Accurate. Um, Yes, very accurate. (laughs) So... As you turn around, they're kind of floating just like a few feet off the ground and they start coming towards you. So go ahead and roll against your power.
1: Big bucks, new whammies.
0: What'd you get? 99. (laughs) Oh, you critically failed. (laughs)
1: 99. These dice are terrible now. I hate them. It's always it's always on the ones that have the best storytelling potential, though. Because <laughs> let, let's see how horrible this can get. I'm ready for it.
0: As you fall into darkness, you start to hear something. It sounds like some kind of alien world with strange and bizarre animals. You look up into the sky. At first, it's just blackness, but then small points of light start to ignite like stars but they're not the constellations you're used to looking at. Below your feet is grass and a chill wind comes over you. That's when you realize that you're on top of a large ridge overlooking a valley. At the center of the valley is a huge city. It's teeming with life. You can feel it much like you feel ghosts. There's something drawing you there. As the lights in the sky start to become brighter, you start wondering if the world that you're in now is the afterlife. You can't be sure. Your mind starts to break apart with all the pressures that you've been through. Suddenly, you feel somebody pulling on your arm. And darling, d- darling, w- wake up, honey. It's you're having one of your nightmares again, sweetheart. Please, w- w- wake up. What What is happening? I don't, I don't know, sweetheart. You were, you were, yelling again in your sleep. Uh, are you okay? I I don't. <sighs> it's it's a beautiful day out i'm i'm just worried i i know your your mother stresses you out but you'll be fine you you'll be fine and you look up and it's your husband in the bed next to you and the sun is just starting to stream through the window and you see the large willow trees out on the front lawn of your savannah home. Uh,
1: uh, uh, Herbert, I... Wait, no, this, this, this is a trick.
0: What do you mean, darling? It's, it's, it's not a... What trick would it be? Uh, You,
1: you aren't... I saw you... This, this can't be real.
0: Oh, sweetheart, settle down.
1: I've missed your face.
0: Well, it's only been a few hours since the last time you saw it, dear.
1: Mm. I, I hope I, I don't wake up.
0: You, you, you are awake, darling. You've, you are awake. Look, I'm fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with me. No,
1: this, this can't, this can't be. This, this, I was in London, and in the house, and the ladies' society, and...
0: You're having that dream again? Look, let, let, let us go and, and, uh, and have some breakfast. Um, okay. So he gets up, he goes out, and you look around, and sure enough, it's... The house that his father bought for you? You lived here for a few years before his death. At least that's what you think.
1: Uh, I would get out of the bed and see if the, the... Does the nightstand feel solid? I mean, does everything feel solid?
0: Everything feels solid. It even smells like home. Like you can smell his scent on the sheets and you can feel the wood under your feet and the, the breeze coming through the window. It's a gorgeous, sunny day out.
1: So I died of shock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is heaven.
0: Okay. <laughs> so what do you do?
1: I suppose I would go down to breakfast.
0: Okay. And darling, it's it's so good to see you. Uh, I must say, I, I was concerned when you first woke up that you, uh... These dreams you've been having, they're, they're concerning me.
1: Will you humor me and tell me what today is?
0: Well, uh, it is June the 3rd, 1886. Hmm. I see. Do you not remember? We, we were married not long ago we had a wonderful courtship
1: yes I, I do i do remember trust me there's uh, not a day goes by that i don't think of it
0: and we escaped away from our chaperones that one night <laughs> that was fun darling you you worry me a lot with this um, is there anything we can do
1: it would be very nice to perhaps have some breakfast and uh, Maybe take a boat out on the lake.
0: Uh, of course, uh, your mother's going to be here. It depends on whether or not your father slows her down. You know, it's 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 difficult. And uh,
1: Ethel cringes when he says that.
0: What's what, dear? What is wrong?
1: Uh, just my father.
0: What about him?
1: horrible man.
0: how he's been wonderful.
1: well now i definitely know i'm not awake.
0: maybe i should call for the doctor. would would that be would that be okay?
1: none of this makes any sense. i no, i'm 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 fine. we can stay here until they arrive.
0: Of, of course let's uh, let's have our our breakfast and um, put our minds on better things uh, would you like some uh, sweet tea honey?
1: Uh, I absolutely would and uh, I know it's a mite early, but maybe a drop of something stronger
0: okay, so he makes you a drink uh, so do you still want to go out on the boat y- Yes okay. So, uh, you guys go down and he he gets the boat ready and I would imagine that it's very strange to look at him, you know, he's kind of a funny guy. He will do things to try to make you laugh like accidentally Mm -hmm. fall in the water or whatever.
1: Although if he falls in the water I might tense up a little bit because Ethel did have a childhood trauma in dark water and she has a scar in her leg from something that tried to pull her under. So depending on the nature of the chest she might freeze up a little.
0: So when you think about that, you think about your leg and the scar, you look down and you notice that the scar is not there. And he says, uh, darling are you are you ready?
1: I believe that I am. And yes. she's severely starting to wonder if maybe she did die and went to a place that doesn't
0: suck. You Go out on the lake, and he paddles out to the middle. And there's this soft breeze mid-morning. But he's holding your hand. He says, "So, so have you thought any more about trying for children? Do you? How do you feel about that?" Uh,
1: I, I don't know. I'm a bit muddled today as, as you've, you know, surmised, so...
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, honey.
1: I'm Honestly, right now, I'm just happy to be here with you.
0: I understand. I, I do think that we should possibly talk to a doctor and, and, and see what he, he says. Um, I'm just worried about these nightmares you've been having. They, they seem to plague your mind quite a bit that they do, that they do. And as, as time goes on, you guys spend like 20 or 30 minutes out on, on the lake just talking, and at some point you hear this booming voice from the pier. Ethel, your mother and I are here. Oh, well, your parents are here. We should go back and, I guess our date is done for right now.
1: And can can they be seen from the boat? Yeah, yeah, you, you know. I think seeing her mother looking alive and healthy, Ethel's going to probably start crying, like trying not to outwardly show it, but definitely like the tears starting to well up in her eyes. Well,
0: I definitely think that it's a good time for a sand check.
1: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough.
0: So your sand is at, Um, I think you're...
1: I'm at like around 60 at this
0: point, 66, so Mm -hmm. go ahead.
1: Uh, So it's a 10, thank God.
0: Okay, so yeah, you're you're like, you're probably welling up, but you're not cracking, right? Mm -hmm. It's
1: more of an emotional welling up, so just Mm -hmm. this can't be, but I want it to be.
0: Right. So you get over to the the docks and and your father comes down the docks and helps Herbert out of the boat and then he he puts his hand down towards you to help you out.
1: I'm able to get out of the boat, thank you.
0: Always oh, so willful. All right. I'll uh, wait with your mother over here.
1: And I will get myself out of the boat.
0: All right. Um, you start walking back up to the house, and your mom comes over and says, um, you know, your father's not going to be able to help you out of boats much longer.
1: Well, I'm not <clears throat> sure that I need his help in particular.
0: Mm-hmm. Even if we don't need someone's help, sometimes they need us to need their help, if that makes sense. Anyway, you look, um, tired, dear. Are you Okay.
1: I've, uh, I haven't slept well in quite some time.
0: Is it the nightmares still?
1: It's always the nightmares.
0: I was hoping that marriage would chase them away. You have such a lovely home. maybe someday soon there'll be small voices around of children to help you with your grief. I do worry about you, though, dear.
1: But... I know. And I'm going to reach out and take her hand. Okay. And just like, I need to know that it feels real.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I would imagine that the fact that it feels real probably makes it even a little bit more difficult to. You know,
1: oh, definitely. Because it's just what is happening. And is it a dream? Is it a trick? You know, and I right. you know, want to stay there forever. Right. <laughs> but I don't trust it.
0: Right. <laughs> So you guys go up to the house. A good Southern family reunion is sitting on the porch drinking Mm -hmm. lemonade or tea. Mint juleps. Mint juleps or whatever.
1: Which I'm sure Ethel likes. I hate them.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And just kind of having a conversation. Mm -hmm. As this is happening, the father that you remember was not this man. The memories that you're fighting, yeah. because you said you woke up and you mm-hmm. don't feel this is real. The nightmares that you were having of your mother being killed by this man, he acts differently than the man that you have nightmares about. Mm. So, darling, um, your father says, um, now that you are married and well set up, what are you doing with your days lately?
1: Uh, I've been... Occupying my time with uh, reading, mostly.
0: And uh, are you still uh, playing the piano at all?
1: Occasionally.
0: Are you two going to go on any trips or anything?
1: I'm, I'm honestly just so happy to be right where I am right now. Forgive me.
0: Oh, it's okay. It's all right. And he comes over and he puts his large hand on your shoulder and gives you a hug
1: it's super confusing yeah because i think the instinct is still there to shy away from that and like you know i she had you know these interactions with her father and that usually led to violence or even if he wasn't in a particularly violent mood there was still the potential for it so she's going to shrink in on herself as much as possible under right. his
0: touch Are are you okay
1: I'm not feeling particularly well today
0: Well if you need to go upstairs and lay down we understand we all are under the weather from time to time
1: I think maybe I might do that. Mother, would you accompany me,
0: please? Uh, Of course, dear. Of course. All right. And you leave the two of them on the porch, and you guys go upstairs. It's been a while since I've tucked you in.
1: (laughs) I just wanted to have a little more time
0: seeing you. Uh, Of course. Do tell me. Is everything okay? Like, you've been married and, you know, we, we don't see you as much as we used to. You, you seem, I don't know, disjointed.
1: I'm a bit confused at the moment between what's real and what's not real. And I'm going to look, like, very intently, like, right in her eyes. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to parse out if what, because it, how, how can it be real?
0: How long have you had these, these feelings of the world isn't real?
1: Uh, I suppose maybe as of this morning.
0: You've always had bad dreams and for some reason certain men make you feel uncomfortable. Were you... Have any men ever done anything inappropriate?
1: Gosh, this is a hard one because she's just thinking. All she can think about is her father. father. Yes, yeah. and in this context, it, she's just so unsure of what's going on. Um, I, not that I recall, and I I don't want you to worry about me. I, I honestly don't want you to worry.
0: Well, I mean, you've gone through these spells before, and. I am a mother, mother's worry.
1: I understand, and I appreciate it. When you're a
0: mother, you'll worry too.
1: If that day comes, then I suppose I will.
0: I'm sure it will. It's for the best, you know. Because there's only one better thing than being a mother, and that's being a grandmother. (laughs) And we're back to this. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I don't mean depression. Now, <laughs> yet you do. <laughs> yet you do. <laughs> now lay down and go to sleep, and, and when, you, uh, when you wake up, we'll have dinner, okay?
1: That sounds delightful.
0: You go to sleep, and you are standing over Agatha's body. It's nighttime. It feels like some, someone's been in and out of your house several times, but they haven't moved the body. Her eyeball is out of the socket and laying kind of to the side of her face. And you hear movement throughout the house, but you don't see anyone. What do you do?
1: At this point, I'm pretty mad because I was in a much happier place, and now I'm back here with this. Who is there?
0: You hear what sounds like mumbling or muffled voices. You can't make anything out. Like I said, everything is very dark. I said, who is there? Suddenly, right next to you uh, appears Rose's ghost.
1: Rose. What happened? I couldn't save you.
0: I just remember pain and then nothing.
1: I'm so sorry. I tried.
0: What, what happened?
1: The brooch. The brooch, it came back and it burned into your chest. I, I tried, but I... It was so horrific.
0: There's something wrong here. The afterlife is not what I expected. I have to go. He's always looking for me.
1: Who's looking for you? Is it your husband? She looks around. I've got to go. No, tell me, please.
0: She fades out.
1: I'm probably, like, grabbing my hair in bunches at this point, like, just in a panic. Right.
0: And you look around, and you, you still hear this muffling, and then suddenly these two police officers come into the, you know, a Look at this. Yet another body. Yeah, I know. This is the second one from this house. I bet the detective has a fancy for the lady she would've already been hung up by her neck. I agree, but you're not wrong. How many more people does this woman get to kill before she's uh, dealt with? I know that they're thinking about sending her someplace. The doctor says she needs a hospital or something. A hospital? This woman needs to be convicted of murder and hung. We can't keep letting this woman get away with murder. Unfortunately, we don't get any say. We just have to clean up the body and hope that we don't have to come back to this accursed place. You're right, of course. Well, let's get this over with. And you hear a voice far away. It gets closer. Dear, dear, wake up. You're having another dream. I- are you okay?
1: And so while I'm still hearing that and have sort of this kind of double exposure, it, yeah. I'm going to try and turn and look
0: to where the book was. The book is still on the ground.
1: I'm going to like try and reach out and grab for it.
0: Okay. So as you reach for it, your hand passes through the book, and then suddenly you're pulled away, like, almost like a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then you... You open your eyes, and your husband is above you. Are you- are you quite okay, honey?
1: I'm not okay. I do not understand what is happening.
0: I- I think we've waited long enough. We should go to a doctor and and see I don't
1: want to go and see a doctor. I know you don't
0: want to go see a doctor, dear, but we must You. No, this isn't right.
1: This is not real.
0: Of course, of course, it's It's real. It's not.
1: You died. I saw you die.
0: He takes your hand. He goes, feel my hand.
1: It's not real. It's it's a trick.
0: It's not a trick. I've seen
1: too many things. So many things. There's no way.
0: We're taking you to the doctor right now. Come on. I'm going
1: to pull my hand forcefully out of his. I am not going to the doctor.
0: You keep having these dreams.
1: I'm not sure that this isn't the dream.
0: What can I do? Just
1: let me be. Okay.
0: Herbert. He starts walking out the door. Herbert, um, I love you,
1: but I just, I need some time, please.
0: I understand, but remember, I love you too, and I just want to, I want to help you in any way that I can.
1: I know, I Please, just give me some time.
0: All right, dear. Walks out. You're alone in the room. The wind is gently, you know, lifting up the curtains, the, mm-hmm. the, the cotton curtains. <laughs> it's probably five o'clock.
1: I'm just not convinced that this is the reality as much as... Ethel wants nothing more than for this to be the reality. There's just, there's too much. She remembers too much for this to be real. Mm -hmm. It's too much. I'm, I think I'm going to grab my coat. Okay. Because I'm sure it will get chillier on the evening because we we live on the lake and try and get out of the house and go for a walk somewhere outside and away from everyone.
0: I'm gonna say you're doing this like stealthily, like yeah. you're trying not to be heard.
1: So I think they're probably just gonna try and lock me up.
0: Right, yeah. You have a stealth of 40, can you give me a roll?
1: Yeah, I can, we'll see what actually happens. <laughs> 38! Wow, okay, What cool. up, yeah! <laughs> yeah, in backwards not real land, Ethel does really well with things.
0: <laughs> so you make it out the back, you can hear your father snoring on the front porch cuz he's fallen asleep and your mother is probably doing some kind of uh like
1: embroidery. embroidery
0: or something and uh your husband's pacing in his study cuz he just doesn't know what to do and you make it out the back and your lab comes around the corner <laughs> you know kind of comes up to you and nudges your yeah your arm and what do you do
1: I'm gonna try and subdue it as much as I can because I don't want um well actually I, I don't want the dog to bark okay. so I'm gonna be like come on come on
0: all right, let's so let's go yeah
1: so take it with me for a walk out in the uh all right the surrounding trees and area
0: okay so you start walking out there how far out do you want to go, and where do you want to go?
1: I'm going to go back towards the lake.
0: Okay. Um,
1: because everything that was tragedy in her life ties back to the water.
0: Right. Okay, so you you make your way to the far side of the lake through some of the trees and, and whatnot, and the dog is following next to you. You're at the lake.
1: Uh, I'm going to take a very drastic measure because of... I mean everything has felt so real, but if I were to pick up like a sharpened rock and try and actually like cut across like the top top of my arm, right. is it having a reaction? Is it is the is this actually a reality? Can I, so I feel pain? You know? What okay. I mean? So yeah. you're gonna cut? Like trying to yeah, like put a scratch across my arm to see if there's like it just it, nothing feels real and it's that um that need to experience something that's, like, a physical sharp pain that you would normally need right. to, like, break yourself out of a dream.
0: Right, I understand. So, yeah, you so you take a sharp rock and you pull it along your arm. And how hard are you pressing? Just hard enough to feel?
1: Just enough to maybe, like, draw, like, a small line of blood. Okay.
0: Um, so sure enough, it hurts. And you drop the rock and the dog starts to whimper a little bit mm-hmm. and is kind of freaked out. Really mm-hmm.
1: It's it's all right, Jeremiah. She's going to be at such a loss unless she can go back to sleep or dread something up. I think, given that everything happened with relation to the book, she doesn't know it's real. Is there any chance that she got deep enough with one of those spells that maybe she has memorized one of them
0: it's a possibility you were actually pretty close to casting one um you've got what five spells Mm -hmm. um so why don't we figure out which one
1: speak to the dead or gate of dreams would have been what she was hoping to pull from her memory yeah, because, I mean, she might misremember mis- and come up with a different one, but I think the one she was going would have tried for would probably have been Gate of Dreams, but Speak to the Dead would have been a close second.
0: <laughs> so Gate of Dreams, is that the one you want to try for?
1: That's the one that would make the most sense, considering she doesn't know what's real. I figure even if I cast something successfully, it will probably go bad.
0: Right, so you're thinking Gate of, um, Gate of Dreams is what you want to do.
1: Yeah, it would be that one.
0: So you, you say the words?
1: Sleep of Ota Velem, per transient Velem, Keen enum, estera, et cae, superventura, paria dies, mentibus hominum, Visari, admite proco pota, admite proco pota.
0: Roll. what get?
1: 95! <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. Uh, they're gonna be real surprised when I come back with a new character for the game.
0: So, the portal opens. And then it violently shuts and it knocks you into the water. And it's dark because the sun has started to go down and you hear off in the distance your husband's voice as he's calling out for you, searching you, and the dog barking, and you're struggling as this dark water is coming around you and pulling you down into the depths. So you sink down in the water and you feel it like go up into your throat and suddenly you, you wake up So I need to explain this well so that the audience understands. Um, do you know like the toddler beds that are low to the ground? Okay, they're like they're, nope, nope. Okay, so toddler it's beds, coddlers. toddler beds are really small beds that are usually pretty close to the ground. Okay, um, this is sort of like that. It's it's maybe half a foot off the ground. Like a cot. Like a cot, almost. Um, but this is wood, it's got wood slats on the Mm -hmm. side, but they go all the way around, and the wood slats go up and over. You are laying down on this thing, and you are trapped because you're looking up. Um, You hear all of this noise from down the hall, of people screaming and whatever. Um, Below you are slats as well, Mm -hmm. and standing above you is a, a hooded figure. You don't have any clothes on, and you're stuck in this like wood cage. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so glad that you woke up. You know, I've waited so long to have a conversation with you in which you maybe would remember your place instead of constantly driving me insane with your insufferable, long-winded, I don't know, what's the word? Pride. She takes off her hood, and it's Mabel. And she produces uh, some kind of strange long dagger. Mm -hmm. It's like a ceremonial dagger. Mabel, you insufferable bitch. Oh, now, let's not get catty at this moment.
1: I think this is the perfect time to get catty.
0: Let me let you in on a little secret. You killed your maid, the police found your maid, and now you are here in Bethlehem as a ward of the state until you're deemed mentally sound. And guess what, they'll never deem you mentally sound. Now, You're in this bed because I ask for you to be in this bed. It's nice, isn't it? You can see up at the ceiling, and you're not able to harm yourself. The slats underneath you allow certain human excrement to go where it needs to go. But I need you for something even more special. This will hurt. And you're pinned, and she comes up.
1: There isn't anything that this woman can do to me that is any worse than the shit I've already dealt with. Right. So I'm just going to stare her down.
0: Okay. She comes up, and she takes the knife, and it's, like I said, it's a pretty long dagger. Yeah. And she says, Kale galasa And pushes the dagger down. (laughs) through your shoulder, out through the back.
1: I'm not even going to give her the benefit of a scream. I'm just going to try and grit my teeth down as much as I can.
0: Let's see if you can do that. Okay. Um, because that's that's hard. That's
1: really hard, it's but, really it, but difficult. if I can, I'm not going to give her the satisfaction.
0: Now, this is. I think this is a power thing, so, like yeah. your, your yeah. grit, your soul. You've got 70 in power, go ahead.
1: Well, that rolled okay. So that's a two.
0: Fuck you, Mabel. <laughs> so you don't do, you just, you're staring her down as she's shoving this knife through and, and um, you hear, she goes, that's it. Pulls it out. Goes, oh, I was really hoping for more theatrics, but I guess I get what I get.
1: I wouldn't give you anything that you wanted.
0: Oh, you ever. you have already given me something I have wanted. Can I spit at her? <laughs> you can, but it's not going to go anywhere because you're stuck. Am I, is that okay? Yeah. I was hoping
1: maybe she was doing super villain. I'm over your face thing. No, no. Damn it.
0: She <laughs> goes and she pulls this bowl out from underneath the cot, and it's full of your blood. She goes, oh. You just gave me everything I need. We're going to stop right there. (laughs) Thank you very much for doing this one-on-one game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be awful when everybody is back together. Yes,
0: yes. So like I said at the beginning, (laughs) remember that all of these things are happening at the same time for the one-on-one games. When you listen to... Ethel's game or Maggie's game. Everything that you hear for the one-on-one games are going on at the exact same time, and then we all kind of will weave it back to you know together when we get everybody in the same room. We're going to do social media really quick. You can find me at platemailgames.com. I do all the editing, and Michelle does all the music for the show. You can find tracks for your own games on Drive Through RPG. Just look up plate mail games, and our catalog of literally hundreds of sound effects and different things are there for your games. Um, If you want to follow the podcast, you can find us at the number 12, Cited Stories, all one word, and uh, you can also find us on Discord, which literally has no one really in it but myself and Mac, Um, but we'd like to change that, so find us on Discord, it's just 12 sided Stories, it's all one word again. And uh, we can talk about the show and the characters and all that good stuff. And now I'm going to pass it over to you.
1: I have been Mac Bouvet, your Madcap spellcaster uh you can follow me wherever great social media is sold as at strange like that uh i also gm games occasionally and i am co gming a game over at happy jacks every other monday of monster hearts it's called carefree high so if you would like to get your sexy teenage monster on that is the show for you so please tune in for that and uh i hope to see you online and in all of your nightmares
0: Well, thank you again for listening and um, I'm really excited to see where everything goes because of course you you know as an actual play game, I have no idea how everything's going to end up. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so thank you very much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.